Hey guys, before we get into this episode, I wanted to take a minute to let you guys know about a couple things that are going to be happening with uh, Race Wife Unfiltered. So um, there's some really awesome shit that's about to go down. So one, um, we are going to be having YouTube and Rumble channels that are going to be coming up soon. I will not give you the date on this podcast because there's a reason for that. And you will hear in just a moment. Also, um, we are going to start having two podcast episodes a week. Um, and that's going to be coming at a later date too. Now, the only way that you will be able to find out about these things is if you subscribe to the VIP section newsletter. Y'all, it's free. I'm not going to charge you to be on my newsletter, but you will find out the exact dates on when these things will drop. Um, I'm not going to make that available to anybody else. It's only the subscribers on the newsletter that are going to find out when those things drop and you'll be the first ones to know when those things happen. Now, I do an email or email and web version of the newsletter, but these two things that I'm speaking about right now will only be a part of the email version, not the web version, because the web version, you can see that if you don't subscribe. Now, those things, I will not make that available unless you actually subscribe and it will be in email format only. So definitely check out the link in the description, but I'll also say it, it is racewifeunfiltered.beehive.com and beehive is B-E-E-H-I-I-V, okay, dot com forward slash subscribe to be able to join it. And, um, and also I will be changing the dates, um, that the newsletter will be coming out. The newsletter will be coming out every Monday and Thursday. Okay, guys, that's it. So, um, now on to the episode. Welcome to Race Wife Unfiltered, hosted by your favorite bougie race wife, Rachel Thornhill. Every week, she shares stories of her life as a race wife and other women in motorsports, giving them a platform so their voices can be heard. Hi guys, welcome back to Race Wife Unfiltered. This is your host, Rachel Thornhill, and I have two guests with me today. Um, we have Jody Slaus and um, and Alicia Barnett. They are both members of the Formula Woman racing team, and i um, so glad to have them with us. Hi, Jody and Alicia. Hello, it's lovely to be here. Hi, it's nice to also be on call with you and Jody today. Yeah, no, it's great to have you guys. Uh, you guys are actually the first, the first uh, F1 team that we've had on the podcast. Um, normally we have you know, people from like NASCAR and NHRA and things like that. But, um, you know, it's nice to be able to, you know, get um, get a team that's more international um, on, you know, on the podcast for once. I mean, with you. So obviously, Jody, you um, are originally from Scotland. Um, mm -hmm. And then Alicia, um, you know, where where are you residing from? Um, in England. So I'm actually based in Nottingham. Right in now. Nottingham. Yeah. And obviously for the listeners here, it's a big time difference. So, you know, <laughs> over there it is 5 p.m. Um, so it's evening for, for Jody and Alicia. And here it's like 11 a.m. So it's still early in the day. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's crazy how time zones work. So, um, no, but it's, uh, it certainly is. And, um, we'll give a little introduction to ourselves anyway, and what we're really involved with. So both me and Lisa are winners of a competition called Formula Woman. Um, so personally with me, um, I find my story quite inspiring to the younger generation or any girls that are looking to get into 
into motorsports and this is the main reason why we wanted to come on this podcast was to express the opportunities um, and for girls just really to be encouraged to get behind the wheel and just try it even if it's getting into engineering roles or something like that you don't need to be a driver but you can still be involved with motorsports as a female of course so with the competition um, it was aimed to find a lower level driver and some higher level drivers to find the next female racing driver so it's quite an intense and grueling selection process for sure um, so actually Alicia competed in the same competition I did that year and I think there was around a thousand girls internationally I think there was around 35 different countries globally all over the world that were competing for the prize to drive a McLaren 570S in the GT Cup so for me personally I had no previous um, racing experience at all um, before entering the competition which is kind of crazy to say now since under a year I have raced the McLaren which is quite bizarre um, so I done my assessment day at Knock Hill which is actually in Scotland so that's like my local track so that was pretty cool we got tested on media, karting, um, obviously on track anything you can think of but being a racing driver because there's so much more to being outside of the car as well as being inside of the car so I was announced as one of the finalists along with Alicia in December um, where we were invited to go to PF International to do the first stages of the finals with the top 75 girls. So we had two quite intense days at PF International Karting Circuit where we done a lot of teamwork activities and endurance races and stuff like that. So both of us were admitted to the top 15 for this, the next part of the final. Um, where we went to Croft Circuit and we drove a Project 8 Jaguar. So the first time for me to actually be in a race car and left-hand drive race car, because it's quite common for GT um, cars to be left-hand drive. And obviously in the UK, we, we drive on the right-hand side. <laughs> um, so that was another experience. Um, and it was all based on times. So the top 10 fastest times of the day um, would go to Sweden to do ice driving for the final final. So both me and Alicia, of course, got through to the, the immense final where we literally got flown out to Sweden and we drove Porsches and Golf R's on a frozen lake in Sweden. And wow. we were assessed and judged by some really incredible Swedish rally drivers. Um, and we got timed on the ice around a track that was made that morning, which was quite interesting. And <laughs> um, we had an amazing time, honestly. And it really showed both me and Alicia's raw talent for racing, especially mine having no experience at all behind the wheel. And uh, yeah, that morning in Sweden, we were announced as official GT Cup winners for the team. So I went ahead to race in the GT Cup in a McLaren 570S um, in 2022. And that was the, the starting point for my whole racing career. Wow, that's intense. Like <laughs> the things that you guys had to do, especially, you know, um, ice like driving on ice <laughs> i never would have thought that that was a thing but i yeah. mean that's that's amazing that you guys were able to do that um and yes. also i mean kudos to you jody that you had never been in a car and you and you literally beat out other women that you know, have probably had so much experience. I mean, that just shows that you have that raw talent and that's not, you know, that's something that, um, not everybody has, you know, you could yeah. be a racer for years and not really have that talent. And obviously mm -hmm. for you to just jump in a car and just be like, I can do this, <laughs> you know, yeah. and you, and you did it. And I mean, you know, now, you know, you're at this point in your career. I mean, that's in extremely impressive. So yeah. Alicia, so for you, um, did you have much racing experience before you before you um, did Formula Women? So yeah, my experience is like a little bit different to Jodie's. <laughs> um, it's the same in the sense of I'd not been in the car before because I was actually too young to be in the car. So when I first found Formula Woman, I'd only just turned 17 and it was locked down at the time. Um, so a lot of the driving tests were backed up. So I hadn't even got my license. And the one main thing to enter the competition was that you, you had to have a driving license. license. <laughs> yeah, so I remember like messaging them and just saying, 
oh can I join I've not got my uh, license yet but I'm hoping that I'll have it in time for the competition which was um in September I actually raced a, a Anglesey for my assessment um and I literally ended up passing it that week um so it was looking that's passed. intense yeah that was pretty <laughs> intense a lot of pressure because if I didn't pass I wouldn't have been able to do the assessment day um so my first time I also didn't have my own car at the time so the first proper car that I'd been in after passing my <laughs> test was the one at the assessment day which we drove like the uh Corsa E's um around Anglesey uh, which was definitely interesting um but yeah. yes I have had racing experience um I've been racing since I was eight um in go-karts so oh, that's okay. purely my experience that's kind of like my um uh, forte I guess that's my favorite thing to do I love karting um got taken to like my local kart track when I was eight uh I was doing ballet and stuff at the time and then I was like <laughs> nah <laughs> not, fast enough. not fast enough for me <laughs> so um I quit that um, and by the time I was 10 I'd had my own cart and I had my uh, racing license um, and then I kind of progressed from there so I started off with like the British Championships doing that um, and then in 2017 I did my first European race at Le Mans uh, which was a great track to kind of race on for my first European track um, and Definitely. then from then I did the European Championship and also the World Championships um, and managed to, in 2017, uh, I was female uh, world champion at Le Mans, and then 2019, um, I was European uh, female champion. Um, we raced at another track uh, in France called um, Le Brun, uh, which was really cool. Um, and then from there, uh, when I turned 16, it was my last season in 2020, and after that, funding was obviously a huge thing in motorsport. Right. Um, and I unfortunately just couldn't uh, fund myself anymore um, and literally at that time I, that's when I came across Formula Woman so it was kind of like for me it was kind of like a meant to be thing um, and yeah. I feel like the timing was perfect with it um, and then yeah that helped me get get myself into a car and experience that which is ultimately what I've always wanted to be able to do so yeah and then after that same process as Jodie really um and the first time mm -hmm. i actually probably interacted with jody is uh, in sweden because we were actually yeah. partners in the car oh, okay. yeah, we were partners. yeah so that's when we really got to um know each other and it was really nice to meet someone who actually didn't have the experience because i've always been the only girl on the grid so it was so weird for me being in a competition where there was so many girls interested in it and for obviously Jodie to make the final with no experience it was just really nice to see uh, and it just shows that like anyone can do it as long as you put your mind to it and like you work hard at it as well yeah no I agree with that and like you mentioned about the funding thing yeah that tends to be um a, a thing that we see a lot in mm. motorsports especially with with females like um a lot a lot of them tend to have issues with funding a little bit more than the male counterparts um and so I know that that's something that um has you know trying to make awareness about um because obviously i mean women should have that same opportunity to have full-time rides you know just like just like their male counterparts and uh and yeah we see it happen quite a bit like just in the just in motorsports in general um mm -hmm. a lot a lot of women tend to lose out on opportunities due to like sponsorships and funding and things like that and so i'm glad that formula woman has given you guys that opportunity um because you know yeah i mean even though there was so many that you guys had to go against to be able to get into these positions uh, you are you know you're able to continue your racing careers um you know where you might not have really had the funding you know previously if you wouldn't have gotten with formula woman in the yeah. first place it's it's definitely given us a, a great platform to boost our careers and do stuff individually and um both me and elisa are really grateful for it but again it's it is funding and i, I wouldn't say it's 
there's definitely a change um, there's a lot of things that are going on right now with organisations and opportunities for females to get into cars um, and obviously both me and Elisa are looking to go down the GT route mm-hmm. I mean there are guys out there that are in the same position as us that sadly can't get funding and there's some amazing drivers that I know that sadly aren't in a seat this year because they couldn't mm-hmm. secure the back in and it is about giving a chance on seeing the ability because the only reason and only way me and Alicia can prove something is if we get in a car and that right. comes with the backing. So just like I said, it's given us a good platform, an opportunity to prove our ability and really get our names out there. So hopefully somebody can give us uh, another chance and an opportunity and we can keep them um, flowing on to the next seasons. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And obviously both of you have proven yourselves <laughs> multiple times over. Um, you know, so, and then obviously in different, in different, uh, in different types of races, like you, Alicia, with, you know, with Le Mans and, and all of these things that you guys are doing. So, um, so yeah, I mean, obviously, um, what formula woman is doing, um, is, is a great thing because they are giving a lot of women, you know, the opportunity to be able to, you know, be in motorsport when they might not have really had that, you know, opportunity yeah, in the past. Exactly. It's, it's given a great introduction in some forms to maybe they might like it. Maybe they might not. It's given mm-hmm. them a go to have a chilled out chance and just seeing if they want to get involved or not. Yeah. And, and, and that's something that I, you know, I'm such an advocate for is that we need more women in motorsports period, no matter, you know, yes. how, how they get into it, whether, you know, it is, um, on the F1 side, or if it's, you know, in NASCAR or wherever, um, we just need more women in motorsports period, because, you know, there's just, there's just not that many, um, and Mm -hmm. for, you know, more of them to be able to have platforms to be able to, you know, share their stories or just being able to put themselves out there. So, you know, so they're known and they're able to, you know, whether that's secure a car or like, or like we mentioned getting funding, things like that. I mean, you know, people have to know who you are. And so in order for you to have that, you have to be able to have the seat time and be able to be in these races and, you know, yeah. funding, uh, unfortunately is a big part of it, <laughs> you know, cause I mean, obviously race cars are not cheap, you know, and, and they cost that's a lot to, you know, to maintain, and then you have to pay people to be able to help maintain those cars. So, yeah. yeah. So I, I think it's, um, it's definitely a great opportunity that you guys were given. And, um, and also it gives you a platform to be able to, you know, uh, be an example of that, yeah. of, of, you know, women in motorsport that you're able to do this. So it's like, look, I can do it. So you can do it too. Um, and just being that example for young, you know, young women and young girls that might think that they don't, you know, that they, they can't do this, you know, they might not have Mm -hmm. those opportunities and, you know, just seeing more women do it. I think, you know, it gives them that, you know, that sense of, oh, well I can do this too. So, yeah, I was going to say like, (laughs) other than the funding bit, I think the key reason that we don't see a lot of females in the motorsport world is also because they don't know how to go about even getting into it and a lot of them just think it's kind of impossible um and i don't think i fully realized this until well when me and jody we were at the auto sports show this year um with a stand there and the amount of girls that came up and just would have never even thought that they could do something like that um it baffles me i mean i completely understand it i think because i was so young i never really thought anything of it i guess gender to me wasn't really a barrier because at the age of eight i don't really think you think as much of it so Mm -hmm. i didn't experience that same bit where i saw my gender like a limitation um but i think the great thing like with me and jody being able to share what we do is that it does give them those role models and those people to look up to because for mm-hmm. me i i lacked that massively the only woman i really knew about was susie wolf she was the only one that was really spoken about at the time um like i said i was only a girl on the grid there just wasn't really anyone to look up to and set an example so i feel like 
we well me and Jodie both have that responsibility to be able to you know inspire other girls and make mm-hmm. them realize that this is something that they can do and that it's a normal thing if they want to get involved in motorsport um and you know it's not impossible there are ways to go about it and again like Formula One has now set up an academy which I think um is even better than a competition because it actually means anyone can be involved with it and it just gives them that that guidance route of what to do um how to get into it start with karting build up you know build up your speed there then move into cars I think it gives a really nice route to go down um because even myself all I knew of was cars I didn't come from a like racing background me and my family um we just kind of stumbled uh, into it. Um, so when I reached the end of my karting at 16, I was kind of like, well, I could have moved into cars two years ago if I'd known more about this, if I'd known that the, this was a possible route to go down. I kind of like missed my chance a little bit, I think, mm-hmm. that a little bit earlier on. Um, but I think now there's so much exposure. And again, like even seeing, I think when Jodie sometimes posts on socials, people don't believe that she's only just been racing for a year because, <laughs> I think until now, that's just not heard of. A lot of people you speak to, they've been in a car or whatever since they could walk or they've been a part of the racing world or their families from um, a Mm. racing background. Mm -hmm. Where there is now, I think more and more people are realising it doesn't matter how old you are, it doesn't matter what gender you are, you can be interested and you can get involved. And I just think obviously then, other than that, the main limitation is the funding. Um, It's an extremely flawed system. So, but yeah, I think it's so important for me and Jodie to be able to set that example and be those role models that we didn't have. Yeah, no. And like you mentioned, um, you, you know, you growing up that there wasn't very many women at all. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, the, the sport as a whole has grown so much. And then like you mentioned with the Academy, yeah, you see like a ton of, um, a ton of young women coming through that. Um, and then you also have like, you know, the W series. So you have a lot of women that are finally actually getting into cars. Um, and I think that that helps a lot, you know, like you mentioned, like a Mm -hmm. lot of girls just don't have those role models because, you know, back then, I mean, you just didn't really have that many women in cars. Um, and, and it's definitely changed over the past few years where there's a lot more women coming into the motorsport um, community. And, um, it's definitely something that I'm, I'm very happy about because I've been in the, I've been in the motorsports community for 18 years. Um, so it's seeing the progression of like how many women are coming into the sport, um, Mm -hmm. is amazing. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad that it, that it's actually changed. Um, and you know, we still need more women to come in. I mean, you know, you can never have enough, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I mean, but what you guys are doing is amazing and putting yourselves out there and being such great examples to younger women and, and girls, you know, showing that it can be done. I mean, look, I mean, Jody, like you jumped into her car and was like, Hey, I can do this. You know, I mean, yeah. and, and, and that's a great thing because a lot of people don't realize that you don't have to have a ton of racing experience to be able to do it. Um, and mm-hmm. I think, I think that also deters people because yeah, you hear about a lot of, uh, drivers that come from either multi-generational racing families so they've grown up around it and everything and Jody, i don't know like your background but did you even grow up around racing at all or you were just a fan or or did you i mean this was just something you just jumped straight into honestly i've none of my family are into motorsports none of them have ever had a race car my dad obviously every dad's into cars isn't it right but he's not majorly into like motorsports or racing or anything like that so it literally was the fact for me, just like Alicia said, it was um, it was so off my radar, motorsports. Like, I was into cars since I was a little girl. Like, I've always, you know, built my own cars kind of thing, like, fixed my BMWs and all that stuff. Um, and just being interested in them. But I never, ever, ever once thought, you know what, I'll be a racing driver. Like, that never came through my mind. So when I seen an opportunity, I was like, you know what? maybe I am a good driver, who knows? And it was just the fact of I took a chance on myself. I just 
done an opportunity where I went and gave it a go, see if I, I knew I'd love it. I knew that for one thing. I love driving cars. Racing them would be even better. <laughs> um, so I went and done it and I would have never known I had that potential and that talent yeah. and that raw feeling for the car and racing unless I just, unless somebody pointed out to me pretty much and that was the main thing and it's it's totally changed everything like every time I tell my story it inspires so many people um I mean I was at an event yesterday with girls on track and extreme e and a lot of the girls are there from local Scottish schools and they all want to be engineers they're like oh my god you know I want to be a racing driver and they hear my story and they just think it's absolutely insane and for them to have that opportunity to hear it now so they can even plan their future and work up to that and take the opportunities early on is the main thing. Yeah, and I agree with you. Like you sharing your story is amazing because, you know, like you said, I mean, you, you never even thought that this would have even been a part of your life. Like it was just no. you taking a chance on yourself. Yeah. And I think that that that's just, I mean, inspirational within itself because a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't take risks and they don't take chances on themselves because, you know, it could just be whether they're, they're scared to do it or people have, you know, kind of told them that that's crazy. Why would you go do that? You know, and then it like deters them from doing what they want to do. Um, and the fact that you just went out there and was like, look, I'm just going to give it a shot. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And it's like, it you didn't, you didn't. Off. Yeah. And it, it just paid off for you. And like, and it's, that's an amazing story because yeah, there's a lot of us that don't take risks and we just kind of, you know, just go about our lives just, you know, thinking, what if, what if I would have done that? And you were, yeah. you were like, yeah, but what if it worked? That's pretty much <laughs> what was going through your head. It's like, well, what yeah. if it works if I do this and it, and it, and it pans out and it did. And I mean, now you exactly. have this awesome racing career that, you know, you wouldn't have had if you wouldn't have taken that shot. So exactly. And like Lucy said, I've only been in it for about a year now um, and there's still so much work to do. Um, and I think I think I always say to myself, the one thing that I think helped me throughout the competition was how calm I was, how calm a driver I was. I've got such a good head on my shoulders. I'm such a quick learner. And maybe that's something that really excelled the whole process of everything. But there's so much more work for me and Alicia to do. And we've got so much potential to still prove ourselves and get on out there. You know, it's only been a season for me, which right. is crazy to say because it's changed my whole life and the opportunities I've got have been amazing to take advantage of and to spread my name and to inspire other girls and um to be a legacy in this sport in some forms and um we're here for the long run for sure yeah um I yeah you guys will be here for a long time I'm sure <laughs> I mean you guys have so much potential and and especially like you said Jody that you've been you know I mean it's been one season I mean, there's so much that you're going to learn. I mean, in, in honestly, there's, I mean, there's people that have been doing this for years and they still learn things every day. And I'm sure Alicia can, you know, can vouch for that too. <laughs> Cause I mean, coming from carts, you know, to, to, you know, to like a GT car, I'm sure like you probably had to maybe unlearn some things and, and learn yeah. new things because, yeah, you know, the it's a totally different thing. So. I was going to say the first day I was in a, a, a car, um, I actually had Graham coaching me and he was like, do you race cars? And then I was like, yeah, why? And he was <laughs> like, because I can already tell. And just down to like with cars and it's so much different. Obviously, you can feel the entire thing. You're so low to the ground um, mm. and it's multiple stairs into the corner and the braking so much different. Um, and yeah, it's obviously it's open. It's just completely different to getting in a car. Um, and I de definitely had to like relearn some things, which I guess I think sometimes for Jody, it's actually a really good thing that you started from a clean slate and didn't pick up any bad habits. And, you know, because you did listen so well, it's so much easier to take things um, on board. But another thing I was just thinking of earlier when you said like, you know, some of us just sit about and don't really think about doing it and taking a chance on ourselves. I actually think that's a key quality to being a racing driver because I don't think you can be a racing driver unless you have that mindset because the motorsport world's challenging and it's tough and it's not easy for people. And if you don't have that level headed and that 
need to better yourself and to learn and you can't have an ego in something like this because you should always be learning something new and you should always be trying to strive for something better every time you go out on track so I kind of feel like that's probably a key personality trait for a lot of racing drivers just taking that chance um, and pushing like the hardest that you can um but yeah no it's it was definitely a big step up (laughs) from carts to cars but I don't regret it at all um I still go back to the cart tracks though because I miss (laughs) it too much like I'm mechanic now um which is really nice and I'm actually mechanicing for a girl next weekend who's um karting in the junior category so that's really nice as well because she actually reached out and said she wanted a female mechanic like in particular so like that was also really nice that I could be you know I was able to do that um, and going back now to the karting tracks, there's so many more girls. I say so many. I'm saying there's like probably 10 instead of one now. <laughs> but there is so many more girls like walking around the paddock. And yeah. at that grassroots level, karting, right. I've definitely seen um, a huge change. I know you said you've been in the motorsport community for like 18 years and seen a change. And for me, I've definitely seen in these past probably two years in particular, probably mm-hmm. since about lockdown, I've seen so many more girls getting involved in karting. And for me that's really nice to see because obviously the more people who join at that grassroots level right. the more chance we've got of seeing them further up the level um yep. but i definitely think in order to see that the funding thing really is such a huge issue um, and i think that filters us out so much because um as we said earlier there's so many males that don't reach the top that should do who are really really mm-hmm. talented who can't get the funding themselves um so of course if there's a minority of women there's only going to be a certain percent of that that have the money and the funding right. to be able to get to the top so it completely filters us out and i i also don't think it showcases our best talent just as it doesn't i think everyone said like imagine if you had 20 people on the f1 grid who got there through merit and talent and not through money mm. it would be so much more exciting i'm not saying that they're not all great racing drivers but th- i'm sure there's better people out there who could be in their spot if they have right. funding for it so imagine you know it could be the same with females and that's why we've we've got to get such loads more at that low level and up the level so that eventually like we can actually showcase our talent and prove Mm -hmm. that we deserve to be there as well yeah no i agree with you um and like you said i mean just in the carding like you mentioned like you you see more uh girls in the paddock compared to what you know what you were used to seeing and and it's kind of and like you said getting more to the grassroots level and see you know where i live um, you know, it's more, we're more dirt racers here. Uh, we don't really have, we only have one road course and there's not too many, um, people that go there, but, um, but yeah, on the dirt side, like we're starting to see more women, you know, coming in, um, that weren't there, you know? And mm-hmm. I mean, cause my husband is, he's a, he's a local driver. He drives dirt late model. Um, and so I'm starting to see a lot more women getting into the dirt side here that were not there, you know, when we started 18 years ago. Um, and I'm, I'm so glad that there's more women that are, you know, stepping up and it's like, I can go out there and drive too, you know, but yeah, like, like you mentioned, like to move up, like past the grassroots, it, it, it is a lot harder. Um, especially in, um, especially here where, where I am at, like, there's really, there's really no, no place for them to level up. Like they would have to leave where they live now. Like we, they would have to travel really far to be able to do what, you know, to be able to move up. And I think, you know, that those lack of resources, um, in certain areas, um, especially if you come from like rural areas where you don't have, um, where you don't have that and, I mean, the state I live in is Louisiana. And so, um, we're kind of considered more rural. There's not, there's not a lot of, there's only dirt tracks mainly here. We don't have like really large tracks where people can really like move up into like either NASCAR or anything like that. We don't have anything sanctioned here like that. Mm -hmm. So you would have to leave Louisiana to be able to move up into like a larger scale type motorsport organization. And I think, I think that is also something that um, makes it harder too from the grassroots level is if you live in an area where, you know, you don't have those resources. So. Yeah, no, I was going to say, we're lucky, like, 
in the UK, there's <laughs> so many car tracks um, and, and car tracks as well. Um, yeah. I know, obviously, like with Jodie, it's a little bit different, even for her up in Scotland. Like, she's always <laughs> traveling so far just to yeah. get to the tracks in the UK. Right. So I can imagine it's just as bad out in the States where everything's so spread out as well. Um, but yeah it's kind of crazy i think it depends what route you want to go down i think in the uk they push so much for single seaters like i yeah. think i you usually see more or this is my opinion anyway i usually see more british drivers seem to go down that like single seater route and the british f4 and things like that and then move up like f3 f2 um, right. i think like it's nice sometimes to go to europe and get to experience the car tracks out there and the, and the car tracks as well mm. um and i know loads of people who fly out to like dubai to do the single seaters over there because it's a better opportunity than it is over here i think there's definitely like depending on what you want to do I, you do need to travel to do it i mean look at the amount yeah. of people who travel for formula woman over to the uk to do it i think that right. speaks enough volumes that they've obviously not got the resources mm. over there for them to fly this far over to the uk to just do a track day um, and a lot of them do say that they just don't have that in their local, particularly people from the states. Yeah, um, I had one girl just say, she, well, "There's nothing near me. I wouldn't have even known anything about it." Um, so I have to fly over to UK to be able to experience cars, and that's yeah, it's just crazy that that's kind of still still the case. Um, but yeah, I think try, and then again, that travel cost is just an added fund on top of everything yeah. else. Um, it just makes it ten times more difficult um to be able to achieve your goal and it can put a lot of people off and yeah i think yeah. it would be better if there was those resources in the local area um i think european countries are definitely much better like in france mm -hmm. there are so many car tracks that you wouldn't even believe it like you can drive <laughs> everywhere and you will find a car track somewhere but like you go to some countries and there's just nothing um, yeah so i think there's still such a big difference between uh, like globally really um that that you know needs to change if we want to see those types of people up in the higher levels again yeah no i definitely agree um and yeah like you mentioned i mean even you know just on your side i mean obviously jody you being in scotland and there's not that many tracks like all the tracks are kind of like spread apart and then you alicia being in the uk and it's like tracks are everywhere it's like it's crazy like how you know each country is just so different when it comes to like what the opportunities are for motorsports and then like here obviously in the states you know it really just depends on what state you're in because some states have absolutely yeah. nothing and then you have other states that have like so many tracks it's unbelievable and like you can easily you know go to a track that's five ten minutes down the road from you but um and then uh, and then it also depends here it's it's so separated between road courses and dirt and things like that that there's certain areas of the country it's like that's all they do is dirt and then you have certain parts of the country where all they have is pretty much um asphalt ovals and road courses and they don't have really any anything else so here it, it's more about what type of motorsports you want to do because it's like if you want to do dirt tracks you pretty much have to stick to certain areas of the country and so yeah it, it's it's just it's odd here how like everything is so separated by the type mm -hmm of track you want to go to um yeah no so. i i agree and like like we said i'm from scotland so we've also got knock hell with which is the main one but with gt racing there there is no racing that happens at knock hell it is all all down in england for the gt cup and um i think that's a massive point with motorsports which is an amazing thing as well as you get to travel the world and um it is expensive sometimes and it's a lot of traveling and um for me personally going up and down from england um so just like what i was saying you've, you've got to be passionate you've got to really love and be dedicated about what you want to do and where you want to go with this sport and i think that's the main thing you've got to have a fire to literally race beside the best drivers in the world like my main goals is obviously the 24 hours of Le Mans, which is the most historic right. massive gt race in the world and mm -hmm. to get there is like there's lms there's there's WEC, and um it's all in europe and there is some tracks in the uk that are are used for british gt and stuff and some of the rounds um, and we have some of the most iconic tracks over here we have brands hatch we have silverstone and we're so lucky to have that just in our country alone 
but um yeah you've got to be dedicated and you've got to be really passionate to be traveling all of these places yeah um yeah and like you mentioned i mean traveling all over the place um it it's also just a great experience you know being able to just go all over the world you know um even you know that that's just not even motorsports related i mean you know because i mean not everybody travels you know not everybody gets the opportunity to leave their country and go somewhere else you know just to even visit and then i mean you're doing you're doing this for a profession like you're doing this like as a job too and like you know that's like an amazing thing because it's like you know it's something you're really passionate about and being able to do you know what you love to do um as a career is always an amazing thing because you know not yeah. everybody does that not every, some people are okay with just sticking to an office job and not really you know living out what what they're passionate about and you know for you to take that both of you to take that opportunity and be like you know what i want to be a race car driver for like as my profession and like i want to travel the world and i want to do this and you know you took that chance and and now you're doing it you know and and you're loving it and it's not something that you hate going to every day (laughs) if you hated it you definitely would stop (laughs) (laughs) it's too difficult to not love it right it's like a love-hate relationship like I absolutely love motorsport, but I also hate it with my guts just because of the way that the system is and how flawed it is um, and how addictive and expensive it is. It's just, yeah, you definitely got to love it to, you know, you've got to be stick, prepared stick for with everything. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You've, you've definitely, you've got to be, be all in. Um, otherwise, there's just, there's just no point in going about it um, yeah. unless you're going to just do it as like a club level. Um, but as soon as you step up that level and want to really you know be something in it it's time consuming um i when i when i stopped karting uh, in 2020 i actually was just like what do i do with myself i i could not (laughs) function i could not function not being at a track i couldn't function not racing and that for me that's when it really hit like wow i i really need this to be like a part of my life for the foreseeable future because I can't imagine my life without it and I always say like it sounds kind of cringy and it sounds kind of cliche but generally like racing takes up like 99% of my life like even if I'm not at the track I'm thinking about it even if I'm you know I don't know watching a race and thinking okay well who can I speak to so that I can go do that like everything you do ends up linking somehow back to racing like when I go to uni I'm just sat there at the lecture low-key thinking I could be on a race track right now instead <laughs> like I think it just ends up consuming you so yeah you've got to be committed to to get there yeah it does and and the reason and and i would i'm saying this from a race wife perspective because i see my husband and it consumes him like when he because i mean he does this like just on the weekends you know like it's just a hobby type thing but yeah it consumes his life and like he's always thinking about racing and then um and i don't know if you guys go through this too but like if we go like watch a race it drives him nuts because he can't yeah. be on the track. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I so struggle to like go and I, I don't know. I love it, but I also hate it at the same time because it's so frustrating knowing that you should be on the track too and you just might not be able to for well for, I know for me and Jody is because of funding. That's literally the, purely the only reason that we're not out as much as we can be because we would be if we if we had that funding. So yeah, it kind of drives me crazy watching it. It's like it's like I love it, but at the same time it's like, oh man, that should be me though. So <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely hard. Yeah. Cause he does he goes through the same thing too. Cause see he came from sprint cars and then now he does the late model and he and before that he did carts too so like he had the problem too with like unlearning things and stuff because it's like bad habits and everything and uh and then it's like we went to a sprint car race and he wants to get back into a sprint car so bad but then it's like it's a lot more dangerous than what he does now. So it's like, he's like, uh, but then it's like, <laughs> I see him just like, he's like shaking, like just in the stands. He's a horrible spectator because he's like, that should be me. I should be out there racing in that car. And so, yeah, like 
I didn't understand that until like I started hearing it from other drivers as well. And it's like, yeah, like we're not that great of spectators because it's like we want to be out in the on the track too. <laughs> yeah, promise yeah. me not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't really understand it because I'm like, wait, what do you mean? Like you can't really just sit here and watch a race. And then it's like I started hearing it from more drivers, and I'm like, oh, so this just must be like an overall thing. <laughs> like you thing. almost feel like. <laughs> So I was like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense now. Like, but I mean, I guess because it's like, you know, you've you've just immersed yourself into something so much that it makes sense that you'd want to be doing it all the time. Um, and watching other people do it is just like, oh, like, I'm just sitting here like I'm not doing anything. Yeah. So I, I totally understand that. So the question for both of you, what would you say would be like your favorite track and why i'll let jody go first oh okay you need to think huh so um this is a track i actually raced on recently it's in the uk and i'm honestly convinced like it's one of the best tracks out there i enjoy driving it so much and it's it's so upsetting because it's not open all all the time for a year so it's um brands hatch gp um in the uk and it's it's such an an epic track isn't it alicia yeah no definitely i think um with my supercar instructing that i do during the week they go to brands um and getting to go in those supercars like around that track is honestly just something different it's definitely a unique track and i feel like you've got to have guts to go around there actually you guys are not the first ones to say that track i actually interviewed somebody else and that is the track that they mentioned too they were like that is one of the best tracks ever and i was like (laughs) I was like, wow, I'm like, okay. So, and you know, it wasn't a track that I was familiar with, but now that you guys are saying it, I'm like, wow, okay. Like if there's three people that have said that so far, (laughs) obviously this track is an amazing track. Yeah, no, my my other favorite one's definitely Donington as well, just because it's the place I did my first ever track day. So I feel like (laughs) it just means something a bit special and, I, I don't know, it's just such a cool track and it's, it's such, I, it's local to me as well, I guess. So that helps the situation a bit. Um, but for like carts track wise, I'd say Le Mans definitely. Has <laughs> no brainer. Yeah, no brainer there. Right. It's definitely one of the best I've been in. And to be honest, a lot of the European tracks are amazing. Uh, Wackersdorf in Germany, that I absolutely love that track from there. I think. I think the favorite European track, let's do European tracks. Oh, yeah, yeah, track. you go, you go. <laughs> <laughs> don't, I don't think we'll see, I don't know if we'll see the same thing. I am dying to race at Monza. So bad. Monza. Apart from, you got to get around the first corner to survive, as we've Yeah, there's discovered. that. <laughs> yeah, I actually saw that. Um, oh, um, that was Samantha Tan. Uh, she raced at Monza, and that first that first turn is it it that's what messed her up and i was like man that must be like in some weird turn that like you know that is that <laughs> easy to just get messed up on it yeah no i think you see a lot of crashes happen yeah yeah, yeah my it's, it's, favorite all right no you go you go no it's just gonna add it's it's such a long straight down the start finish and you get up to such a high speed and then you've got the tightest chicane so it's like yeah 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 no i think i'd love to go around spa definitely hands down um i think that's like a realistic one that i actually could get to as well like with funding um i know that quite a lot of places are starting to like have um a couple of european rounds that are one of them being spa um there's a, a championship called the fun cup um which i'm you probably i don't know if you'll have heard of it it's like it's not it's a crazy thing but it's just it's fun it's like really good you see a lot of like old retired men they're going to embrace it um, but they, they've started to do like the odd two rounds and one of them's in spa and i would just love to go around there um i think it would just be such a cool track to like experience but yeah, Monza is pretty sick one as well, as long as you can uh, survive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Monza is definitely a track that I would love to go to, like to, just to, just as a yeah. spectator. 
Um, you know, I mean, just to be able to go to Italy, I mean, that would just be my, like, it's a, it's a, you know, it's an excuse to go. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So Mons is definitely one on my list that, that and Silverstone, like those are the, Ooh. yeah, I do. I like, those are the two that I really want to go to. So yeah. Um, but Wow. So yeah, no, I'm so glad that you guys mentioned those tracks because it's like, you know, those are like really amazing tracks that both of you mentioned. Um, and uh, I have not been able to get out of the U.S. yet, but I definitely <laughs> want to go to quite a few of those tracks because like just hearing about them and just, you know, um, see, you know, just seeing pictures don't, doesn't do it justice. So it really doesn't. Yeah, but no, definitely. Thank you guys so much for being on here. I'm so glad that you guys came on and shared your stories. Um, I mean, like just hearing like how you guys got into the sports. I mean, two different, two totally different ways, you know, (laughs) um, you know, obviously Jody, you just like, jumping in the car and being like, Hey, I got this. <laughs> you know? And then, and then Alicia, you know, you, you starting and carding and then moving up, you know, through the ranks. Like that's, you know, that's amazing that you two were able to come together and, you know, be on the same team, but just like in, with two totally different experiences. And so, yeah, no, I mean, and obviously um, I will link you guys's, you know, Instagrams and stuff, you know, on this podcast, so people, so everybody can, you know, go follow you guys and see what you guys are up to. Um, and, you know, maybe check out some races that you guys are going to be at. And, um, and obviously, um, I'll link, uh, formula women, woman on there as well. So, you know, people can go to go there and see if there's any resources um that they might be looking for but uh and also girls on track because obviously that was one that you guys mentioned and you know obviously i know i know from looking at you know looking at all of their things that like they have so many resources for um you know for girls and young women that want to get into racing so those will all be linked in the description um and thank you guys so much again i appreciate it i appreciate you taking the time out of your evening to be with me so yeah thanks for giving us the platform to be able to tell our story you know it's always nice to come on and reminisce about how we got to where we've been Um, And yeah, hopefully people might listen and tag along with our stories. And if anyone wants to help me or Jody out with our journey or be a part of that, then obviously they know where to find us and can speak to either of us. And yeah, it'd be nice to see if we can inspire some more females to get into the sport because that's always the aim. Yeah, I mean, that that's what this is all about is to get more, you know, girls and uh, women into the sport, you know, however, however that you know, however you can. And it's like, whether that's just through your story, that's through your story or, you know, them knowing about, you know, forming the woman or girls on track, whatever, wherever it is, you know, just being able to give them, you know, platforms to be able to find those resources. So. 100%. Well, thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, that's it, guys. So hope you enjoyed that interview um, that I did with Jody Sloss and Alicia Barrett of A Formula Woman. Um, and thanks to Jody and Alicia again uh, for being amazing guests. And um, that was so much fun being able to um, talk to them um, about their about their journeys, uh, obviously two totally different ways that they came into motorsport and, um, and they're making names for themselves. And like, like what was mentioned, uh, girls on track, uh, it definitely is an organization that you guys should check out and formula woman as well. Um, because they are the ones that are helping young girls and young women over there in the UK. Um, or if you fly to the UK because you don't have the resources within the country that you reside in, um, they are giving women and young girls the opportunities that they need to be able to get into um, motorsports. 
So uh, all of that information will be linked down in the description. And um, besides that, guys, um, I hope you're enjoying all the content. Um, I'm hoping that you're enjoying the podcast every Thursday. Um, like I mentioned, we'll be here every single Thursday. Um, and then eventually it will be two days out of the week. Um, and once again, like I said, subscribe to the newsletter, the VIP section newsletter on Beehive. Um, if you want to be able to keep up with all, all of that information. And also I will list some of our upcoming guests uh, that are going to be on the podcast. And y'all, we've got a lot of them and we've got a lot of different types of people that are going to be coming on this podcast very soon um, that I think you're going to enjoy. So, um, wow, definitely check that out and you can listen to the podcast on Apple, on Podbean, on Spotify, um, and definitely um, you know, leave a review or rate the podcast. You know, I'd love to hear from you guys. And, um, we actually have a really, uh, long, uh, review that came in and I would love to read it to you guys. Um, so I'm not sure how to, to, um, say the person's name that, uh, left this really, uh, nice review. Um, so I'll just read the review. Okay. It says I stumbled across race wife unfiltered while searching for a podcast that can combines my love for motorsports and empowering stories of women in male dominated industries. Needless to say, I hit the jackpot with Rachel Thornhill's fantastic show. As a self-proclaimed race wife and an unapologetically bougie host, Rachel brings a refreshing perspective to the world of racing and gives a voice to the incredible women behind the scenes. Every episode of Race Wife Unfiltered is a captivating journey into the world of motorsports filled with personal anecdotes, intriguing interviews, and genuine conversations. Rachel's storytelling skills are top-notch, effortlessly weaving together her own experiences as a race wife with the powerful narratives of other women in the industry. Her genuine passion for the sport and her unwavering dedication to empowering empowering women women's shine through every word spoken. What sets Race Wife Unfiltered apart is its ability to strike a perfect balance between entertainment and inspiration. Rachel's witty sense of humor keeps the episodes lighthearted and engaging while the stories shared by the guests showcase the challenges, triumphs, and resilience of women in motorsports. It's an eye-opening journey that educates listeners about the realities these incredible women face while also celebrating their achievements and shedding light on their often overlooked contributions. Beyond the captivating content, the production quality of Race Wife Unfiltered is excellent. The rate, the audio is crisp and clear, ensuring an immersive listening experience. Rachel's warm and inviting voice combined with her authentic storytelling style creates an intimate atmosphere that makes you feel like you're having a conversation with a close friend. As a male listener, I appreciate how Race Wife Unfiltered exposes me to a side of motorsports I hadn't fully explored before. It's a podcast that not only offers entertainment, but also educates and broadens horizons. Rachel's commitment to giving women in motorsports a platform and amplifying their voices is commendable. And it's an inspiration to see her paving the way for a more inclusive industry. Whether you're a motorsports enthusiast, a race wife yourself, or simply someone who loves empowering stories, Race Wife Unfiltered is an absolute must listen. Rachel Thornhill's passion, authenticity, and dedication make this podcast an invaluable resource for anyone seeking inspiration, 
laughter, and a fresh perspective on the racing world. Kudos to Rachel and her team for creating such a fantastic podcast. I eagerly anticipate each new episode and can't recommend Race Wife Unfiltered enough. You guys, this is why I do what I do. Um, hearing this review, honestly, when I read it the first time, I actually cried. Um, because your reviews literally show me how much you care about the podcast and what I'm doing um, to advocate for women in motorsports. And this is why I do it is because I want more people to know about these women and know their stories. So they're known and, and, you know, and just so you just know who they are. Um, they all bring different things to the table and there's enough for room for all of them and more people need to know who they are. And so for you guys to listen every Thursday, uh, means so much to me. So definitely if you guys have ever listened, or even if this is your first time listening to the podcast, please reach out to me. Even if you don't want to leave a review, you can reach out to me on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. You guys know where to find me. I'm, I leave it in the description every single podcast episode. Even if you want to just send me a message there, I 100% appreciate it because I do it for you guys. I don't just do it for me. I do it for the women out there that need their stories to be heard, but I also do it so you guys can hear it every single week. So definitely reach out to me if you, if you feel, you know, feel called to, um, I appreciate everything, like all the support that you guys give me every single week. And until next Thursday, guys, take care.